Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, with two-man coverage of the red and gold, this is the Locked On Chiefs Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back. It's Locked On Chiefs. It's Thursday. We're going to wrap up this week here a little bit early. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics, and we're going to talk about that as the draft comes up. But right now, we're going to get to today. We have the second half of our talk with Seth Kaiser from Arrowhead Pride. We're going through Patrick Mahomes as a QB and how he fits with the Kansas City Chiefs. We're going to get all through his details. Check out the rest of the podcast network for us. And next week, we're going to have a series of episodes where it's just me and Seth. Chris is on vacation. I'm going on vacation. We've recorded these pieces already, and we're going to lay them out so that you guys can hear our takes on different positions and where John Dorsey needs to be aiming in this coming draft. So hit the subscription button for us, whether you're on iTunes or on Audio Broom, Stitcher, whatever you want, and get those so they come right to your phone so you don't take any chances of missing an episode while we're not going to be posting necessarily to the website so check that out, and here's the second half of the Mahomes talk that we had. He, okay, he, so he you're you're seeing as a big step up in terms of what he can do. I, you know, without being able to step foot in the classroom uh, and, and and see exactly what he knows and what he doesn't know, I okay. So yeah, I'm a few games in, and I got to tell you, Mahomes can do a lot of things Alex Smith can't do. He just flat out cannot do, and one of them. He he gets happy feet in the pocket sometimes, but much more often he is incredibly tough to sack and his offensive line was not good. Um, So he saw a fair amount of pressure and sometimes he'd get happy feet from it. But here's the thing with his happy feet. Yeah, he might scramble around and stuff, but he he kept his eyes up and up and up and would buy time with his feet for his receivers to get open. There were snaps where, I mean, his receivers had seven, eight, nine seconds to get open. And in the NFL, your receivers will always get open in that amount of time without exception. Yeah. And if they're sending extra guys and he is keeping his eyes up, he has a, a more, I don't know about better chance, but he's more apt to find a hole that is for a bigger chunk of yardage than what you're going to find with Smith. It's probably between 10 and 15 yards. Right. And I mean, he, that's a big thing. He, he can go through progressions. He does a pretty good job with pocket awareness. He's tough to bring down. He's a big, strong dude. And he, he really does a good job buying time and he keeps his eyes up. A lot of the mistakes he makes are, you know, young player mistakes where he'll keep his eyes up. And rather than just taking the easy, you know, five yards scrambling, he'll try to heave it downfield because he thinks he sees something and you can almost see it happening. And you're like, no, don't do it. Yep, he did it. Now, the thing is, he's got so much arm talent that he still gets away with it sometimes. And then sometimes he'll, you know, throw a bad pass or he'll throw a pick. And that'll drive people well, crazy. Let's talk about his arm talent, because I, I sure. know what you mean in terms of strength. Mm-hmm. And I know that he's his release isn't slow by any means. I don't know that it's lightning quick, but nah. it's it, it's a solid release yeah. time. 
The yeah, thing that I noticed in the three games I've watched mm-hmm. is that when he gets flustered, he tends to drop down that that elbow and go to more of a sidearm delivery. And I have trouble with that. Do yes. you see the same thing or am I, am I seeing things? You're not seeing things at all. He does tend to change the trajectory of his release point, not even just dropping the – I mean he'll drop it varying degrees. You don't know – it's not like he goes into a secondary throwing motion. You know what I mean? Kind of like mm-hmm. that's what Tim Tebow does, which uh, I'm not saying the two are similar, but Tebow would always go back to that super elongated kind of almost baseball motion ironically enough. Mahomes doesn't do that. He doesn't go back to the secondary motion – you just don't know what he might do. I mean, it'll drop varying degrees. It it might get become a longer windup at the same time. His release is generally pretty fast. And even when he drops that elbow and his form is terrible, he still flicks his wrist and the ball goes 30 yards on a rope. And so for me, I'll be honest, that's not really a problem for me. I don't care what it looks like if it gets there effectively, as long as it gets there effectively, a good percentage of the time because I think what a lot of people see there is opportunity cost. Like, well, think how much better it could be if he did it right. And I understand that. But at the same time, if you're doing it better than most other guys, even when you're doing it wrong, I call that the, the, the Phil rivers conundrum, right? <laughs> Philip rivers throwing motion is disgusting. It is just so bad, especially when he's under pressure and he just gets it there. And that guy's a jerk for that. <laughs> You know, it just floats in the air like a wounded duck and just lands perfectly in the arms of a receiver. And you're like, are you kidding? And Mahomes makes throws like that because, yes, his ar- his his delivery changes. Andy Reid talked about that with Kevin Hogan because Hogan has a weird delivery too. Only his mm-hmm. delivery was slow as well, and that's a right. death knell. Um, Mahomes isn't slow. And Andy Reid mentioned when they were talking about that weird delivery, he says, I don't tend to change that as long as the guy's getting it done. You know, I, I See, want and my only thing is it, it ties back into what we were talking about with handling pressure, because as he takes that next step up to the professional leagues and he faces more pressure, if his mechanics are inconsistent and I don't know about you can't say it's bad, because like you said, if he's getting the job done with an, a strange delivery, he's still getting the job done. But because it's inconsistent, it makes me think that being able to consistently deliver the ball where he's aiming with accuracy when he's under NFL pressure, that's not a recipe for success from what I've seen. Well, it depends on how much arm talent you have. You think that's the trump card? I do. Just watch Aaron Rodgers play. That guy's footwork gets terrible. Now, here again, Rodgers has a -a once-in-a-lifetime cannon. You know... These aren't, you know, guys like him don't come around. And Mahomes, just to be clear, I'm not saying he has Aaron Rodgers arm talent Um, because he doesn't. No one does. I have never seen someone throw the ball the way Aaron Rodgers does. Maybe like, well, no, not even, you know, Dan Marino, because his was just his release took like, you know, a fraction of a second. And man, I hated that guy, too, by the way. While we're talking about quarterbacks, I've hated because that was one quarterback. It didn't matter what Derek Thomas did. They could never get to him. Because he just got the ball know, out. Right? Oh, anyway, I think there's concern about that, about it getting done consistently. But all all I know is what a guy has accomplished, and what I see with him is a guy who consistently makes really tough throws, really accurate throws, despite inconsistent mechanics, because his arm is that good. Now, will that translate to the next level? That's the risk I think a lot of people okay. don't want to take. 
Is that the new iPhone? Yeah, got it on T-Mobile. Fastest iPhone deserves America's fastest LTE network. Introducing the amazing iPhone 8. It's the best iPhone yet, now on America's best unlimited network. For a limited time, save up to $300 on the amazing iPhone 8 after 24 monthly bill credits. And now join T-Mobile's iPhone upgrade program for free. Eligible trade-in and finance agreement required. If you cancel service, you may lose promo credits. Contact us for details. Video at 480p. Small fraction of users over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speed. See store for details. But I... I you know, for, for me, again, it's the, the simple fact is I've seen him throw well under pressure. And he is a guy, I've posted a ton of gifts to Twitter at this point. He's a guy who can be off his back foot, falling away, flick his wrist, and it goes 25 yards down the field on a rope. And, and that's what I want to talk about. We have to get to the footwork because his base is not good half of the time, maybe even less. And yeah. he has to rely on that wrist. And I don't yes. know that the propensity he has for throwing off of his back foot or throwing off of a bad platform is mm-hmm. going to allow him to not get picked off in the NFL. But at the same time, you've got to think about where is the ball ending up? Is it ending up in a place where it would be picked off with better coverage? Usually it's not in my experience. That's why I'm tracking accurate throws versus inaccurate throws. Cause I want to see how often is that footwork affecting him? Is he as accurate as Alex Smith? No, to be fair. Well, no, he's more accurate down the field, and it's not even close, okay, in deep zones and even deeper intermediate zones. He's not as consistently accurate in the intermediate and short as Alex mm-hmm. Smith, but few people are. And Alex Smith doesn't get a lot of credit for that, but he's been in the league 10 years. I'm not holding Mahomes to that level. What I know is if if you're a throw delivered to the wide receiver on the run, is a throw delivered to the wide receiver on the run. And if you know, if you're dropping a throw right where it needs to go, you can't ask a quarterback to do more than that. And so what I feel like people Fair do enough. and and it's whether he can do it or not. Right, yeah, can he do it or not? I mean, I don't know. But for me it's like people sometimes say, well, he won't be able to get away with it in the pros. My question is always, why? Well, coverage will be better. Okay, so if the throw is already in a good place, better coverage doesn't necessarily mean anything because it would be different. Like if he was completing these long bombs and they were like, you know, five yards under thrown or like say on these, all these, cause let's face it. Everyone on Twitter has seen a million gifts of Patrick Mahomes making these incredible throws, right? Like people are even calling them like Mahomes type throws when they're reviewing other quarterbacks. So it would be one thing, like, let's say like in these intermediate throws that he's making, Let's say he threw it and it was just so obvious that the reason that it was completed is because the corner was three yards out of position, right? Those are throws where I say, oh yeah, in the pros, that'll be different. Or where his, his, let's say his receiver gets 10 yards separation down the field. Yeah. in the pros, that'll be different, but that's not the type of completions I'm seeing from him. You could call those maybe like Geno Smith type completions, which to be fair, I kind of fell into that trap, but whatever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or like Johnny Manziel or Manziel or Manziel. Um, At this rate, it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, it really doesn't matter. Here's the thing that always bothered me because I looked at his film a little bit. He had so many throws where he, yeah, he threw it off his back foot. He did all that same crap that Mahomes does, right? Mm-hmm. But he would just chuck it up in the air and his receivers would come down with it because college defensive backs weren't good enough at recovering, right? The thing is when Mahomes well, and Mike does Evans the, a giant. Well, yeah, and Mike Evans is a giant. And now, you know, more and more as the longer he's in the league, people are realizing that, you know, he was a product of of Mike Evans. And I mean, and again, he was a good college athlete. 
And so he did a lot of things well at that stage. But here's the difference between him and Mahomes. Mahomes is doing those same things, but he's completing throws and he's 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 doing it in a manner in which you don't see most pro quarterbacks doing it. And that's the beauty of quarterback. You can gauge throws independent of anything else. I can ask myself, how many quarterbacks do I see throwing the ball to the outside hash with that kind of velocity? And not many can do it the way he can. How many quarterbacks could, do I see that can throw on the run that kind of accuracy and velocity 35 yards down the field? Not many can. And so my rebuttal to, well, that'll get picked at the pro level. My rebuttal to that is he's making throws pros aren't making. And so I don't see any reason okay, why. Okay, so he let's would be boil it all the way down. Yeah. Oh, We're talking oh, about a guy who's not going to be there in the second round. So it's 27 or bust, right? So yep. from what you've reviewed, are you comfortable with the team spending number 27 on Patrick Mahomes? Oh, my goodness, without even hesitating. Okay. Run up there, run up there and grab him. And this is an interesting thing. Uh, Craig Stout, who some people probably know on Twitter, I know you t- chat with him. He made a good point. If you think a quarterback is good enough to take in the second round, you ought to take him in the first round just for that fifth year option alone. You know, the, the difference between a, 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 a first round pick and a second round pick, unless you're picking like in the top 10, it's not that huge. The difference is you get that extra option, which in the case of a quarterback, that means huge. yeah, that means everything. It's bargaining position. It's it's all kinds of stuff. Probably help you keep their next contract to a reasonable level. Well, let's face it, they're quarterback, so it won't be reasonable. But no, but that least, fifth year option will buy you two skill players in that same contract year. Absolutely, you know. And Craig is a he's a very he's he's an anti Alex Smith guy, but he makes a good point when he says if we had Alex Smith exactly how he is on a rookie contract, okay, fair enough. Because then, you know, you're paying $2 million a year for that. And yeah, you your, buy, your like you said, value is there. Yeah, and you can buy, you know, multiple skill position players. The problem is with quarterbacks, you can't do that because it's a league where Mike Glennon makes $15 million a year, which is just the funniest. That's the funniest thing. So I, I would say with Mahomes, here, here's what I would say. He, he demonstrates what I look for with quarterbacks is, most importantly – pocket presence and accuracy in no particular order. Those are the two first two things I look for, right? So pocket Mm -hmm. presence and accuracy. And then close behind those two things is uh, the ability to go through progressions because those are the things I can, those are the things I can verify, right? I can't tell what the guy is like under the helmet, you know, all this, you know, talk about Alex Smith and gigabytes. I can tell mm-hmm. based on the way he plays and based on what his coach says and based on the responsibilities it seems like he has that he seems to know coverages pretty well. But I can't quite read that with a guy that I'm only watching four games of. Sure. So and you gotta, don't know how he's been coached to read in the first place. Exactly. And so it's arrogant of us to think that we can know for a fact all that stuff. So I can just, the stuff that I can see is the stuff that I can see. So pocket presence, accuracy, progressions and then you know arm talent is one of those things that can cover up a lot of sins and that's where it's it's kind of like it's kind of like love in the bible ryan love covers a multitude of sins okay (laughs) arm talent covers a multitude of sins i don't care about footwork if the guy gets it done now does that mean that he needs to clean it up yes he still does but it's not something that's a deal breaker for me 
when because with Manziel, I cared about his footwork because he didn't have the arm to compensate. And he's just throwing this ball in the air and hoping someone brings it down. That ain't going to cut at the pro level, and it didn't. When you got a guy who's doing the same stuff, but instead is throwing it on a freaking frozen rope, well, that's different. And Well, fans, you can say you heard it from Seth first. Love <laughs> is arm talent. <laughs> and that's and that's where I'm at with him first and foremost. Um, you know, and I haven't reviewed it could well be that I'm gonna review the rest of these quarterbacks and be like, oh, never mind, Mahomes is a bum. I really doubt it though. I think when you factor in Andy Reid and any quarterback I watch, I'm going to take that into account. It is not hard to play in Andy Reid's offense. And he is one of the best quarterback coaches in the league in the sense that he will create opportunities for your quarterback to succeed. He absolutely will. And I think Holmes is a guy who could take advantage of that. And I think you could see Tyreek Hill just go off <laughs> but folks that's it for us today uh we're gonna have seth back next week we're gonna have plenty more for you not necessarily all uh quarterbacks but we're gonna get to some things so stay tuned seth thanks for being with us today yeah no worries we have a great series lined up for you next week but we're gonna go through a bunch of positions and see exactly where john dorsey has to make moves and what the priority should be we have a great interview with Adrian Colbert from the University of Miami. He is a long, tall DB, going to go in the third day of the draft. And for a team that likes to keep a lot of DBs, he fits the bill really well. We've got a special interview with him coming up for you next week. Thanks for listening today, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Chiefs podcast. While you're out there, give us a rating or review. And reach out to us on Twitter, at Ryan Tracy NFL and at Chris Clark NFL. We'll talk to you next time.